0: Coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Doctor James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Dog. We're live. What? Are you serious? Okay. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, What's good up? to see you. Good to see you, man. Well, we see each other every day, but it, we say that for the podcast. But anyway, in fact, my wife is jealous that we spend too much time together, and she's very bitter about it. That's you should have her, her on the podcast. That's her some problem. Therapy. <laughs> she needs more than therapy, being with me. But anyway. Um, we got a lot going on. We're going to talk about the fights that th- that were this past sat- Sunday. Why were they Sunday instead of Saturday? It's a holiday. Yeah, so Monday
1: it? was a holiday. President's Day. I
0: don't know why. So?
1: I don't know. They, they seem to do that when there's a three-day weekend.
0: Okay. So they were on Saturday. Um, it was a good card. Um, it was actually, a, it was actually a, it was in between a pretty good and a very good card. It wasn't really quite very, very good, but it was pretty damn good. I mean, I love this fight the most because um, of its Bushido. I think this is like the Bushido card. Um, and there's always like in, in in every card, there's some real really good examples of Bushido or respect or honor or whatever you want to call it. But this fight, there was a lot of it. I mean, right from the first fight of the main card, I mean, you can't get much more respectful than Sage Norcutt. You really can't. I mean, he's calling his coach. He doesn't even call his coach, Coach. And that's respectful. He calls him Mr. Faber. I mean, that's he's, he's like the... I, I don't know if he's faking it, which I don't think he is. Or he's really like that, and I do think he's really like that. But this guy's like one of the most respectful. He calls his opponent Mr. Gowdy.
1: I, I don't know how often Uriah Faber gets called Mr. anyway. Because he's, he's like the is like,
0: California kid or something. He looks he's like got. he's 12. And he looks like a surfer. He looks like a surfer slash skater. And he's one of the nicest guys. Great businessman. Great fighter. Huge heart. Great trainer. I mean, this entrepreneurial guy went from riding a skateboard somewhere to winning uh, MMA titles to becoming an MMA legend to opening up a huge, successful, very successful martial arts and fitness gym. And now he's training some of the best fighters in the world. This guy, Uriah Faber, Mr. Faber, is an unbelievable guy. And he's not he's never... He's never done anything but been respectful. I think he's had a couple of little run-ins with some of his opponents. I can't even think of one right now. But every time I've seen him, every time I've seen him interacting with people, anytime I've seen him in the cage, he's been nothing but a respectful surfer dude. The crowd loved him, too. The crowd loves him. Every time him.
1: they showed him, the crowd went nuts when they put him on the camera.
0: He's He's a legend, and... I mean that, that California. Uh, what was his song? For who? His song. His oh, intro song. I don't song? remember what he came out. It was with. the one by Shaggy Dog or something, Shag Dog, Soup Dog, Soup Dog, uh, California something. But anyway, that was his song, and he came in every single fight with it, and it was like, it, it was it was. Um, I love your uh, favorite, but he's training Sage Northcutt now. Sage Norcott went for like three or four uh, uh, takedowns in this fight. So he's from Texas, right? But he's not living there anymore. No, I I think he gets around a lot. He travels around training. But I think now he's finding a home with with, uh, the alpha males, which is a super good camp, especially if you're a little smaller. They don't have bigger guys. Um, But, I mean... Sage Norcutt is going to be rounded out now. He was a great kickboxer, great stand-up karate guy, good movement. But now he's getting the the wrestling down. So, he's going to be I think he's going to I think he's going to become a lot better of a fighter, exponentially better training with Alpha Male. I think it's a fantastic move for him and and I'm 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 really excited to see him go all the way. This guy is a he seems to be a genuinely, uh, just a great guy. I mean, I don't know if it's just a facade. I don't think it is. And if it isn't, he's a fucking, he's just a trip. He's really a trip. Mister, he's like all Joe Rogan, Mr. Rogan. He, everything's Mr. And, and, and I think he's just that respectful of a guy. So, great way to show, uh, start off the, the Bushido card. So, that one went to a decision.
1: Yeah. And uh, it was a back-and-forth fight, but I think Goody got him, got Sage down a few times but really didn't turn it into anything. No. That was kind of my takeaway, is he was able to take him down a few times but didn't do anything once he took him down, and then Sage would get back up.
0: Yeah, and, and I think even more than that, that surprised me, I think uh, Goody was landing the harder punches. So it looked like he might have hurt him once or twice, which says a lot for him, but it's, to me it says even more for Sage that he knows how to... He has a chin. And he he can he can fight hurt. Fighting hurt is a whole... Um, it's a whole... Skill? It's not really a skill. It's something you have or you don't. Um, a skill. Well, that, he showed hard. Wasn't he stuck in a guillotine there? He was, and he didn't tap. He's shown hard before. But when you get rocked, being able to fight out of that... That's a whole skill set... That you're either going to have or you're not. And a couple things help that. Hard training helps that. And definitely unbelievable cardio. People respond or or they come back, recover from from getting rocked a lot better if you're physically fit. That means if your cardio is really good. For some reason your muscle memory works better or whatever and you recover better. So he recovered from a couple of uh, hard shots. I don't think Goody got hit hard, but he got hit a lot more. So it definitely was a good decision. I think Nor- uh, Sage won. Um, but it looked like Norcutt was the harder hitter. Um, so Sage, I think, needs to work on the timing a little more. Sometimes he spends a little too much time in the pocket with his chin up like karate style. And that's when he was getting tagged. So I think he needs to work on that a little bit more. And a little bit more hitting and running. Kind of like uh, Wonderboy Thompson does.
1: Well, one thing Sage does is his combos are so fast. Like, especially in the first couple rounds, the combos he would throw are super fast. It, they He are. definitely has a lot of speed.
0: He has a lot of speed, but he doesn't throw enough combos. He throws, He's too much of a one-punch guy, like a karate guy. Like, what the? You know, he's trying to score that one. Wow! He's trying to score one at a time, even with some of his power punches, where he needs to just let him flow because he has unbelievable speed. So, what else we got? So, that was their fight. That it was, was their an, fight. It
1: was announcing? You know that guy?
0: No, but he's a damn... Oh, uh, the new he's, guy. He's
1: a... Bo- well, I think he's been around a while. He was, I've he was seen from, him before. He was
0: from... Uh, um, I think his name is Smith. Uh,
1: no, the announcer guy. Martinez.
0: Oh, the... Oh, the... Joe Martinez. Not the... the uh, yeah, the Bruce Buffer was in there. Oh, Bruce... Yeah, oh my God. He's really good. Yeah. I've seen him here in California. I've he, seen him before, but not very
1: often. It must must be. When I see
0: him a lot. Bruce Buffer can't show up to. I the see UFC. him a lot, but not at the UFC. Oh, I, no, see I mean him, it, yeah, yeah. He's, he does a lot of different shows. He is really talented. He has, yeah, he's really good. Like Bruce Buffer, to me, hands down is the best. And there's like two or three guys that are really good. I mean, uh, you know, it's hard to make it because Bruce is there, but they'll fill in for Bruce and stuff, and then. When Bruce retires, the other guys will step up. Just like Jimmy Lennon was there. Then Jimmy Lennon's son stepped up. Um, and then and then for boxing. And then came uh, Bruce Buffer's brother, Michael Buffer. But, yeah, that guy was a good announcer. And the commentator was really good, too. Smith. Oh, Smith, yeah. yeah. He,
1: he had done it last week or something. Also. Yeah, he's
0: really good. He's really good. Um,
1: Someone made a comment to him, though. Where did he come from, Bellator? I think it was Davis made a comment to him, like... Uh, Oh, you're new. You're new here. You don't know me, but this is what I do, or something like that. He made oh, yeah. a comment to the to uh to Smith in the ring. Uh, which Davis? Uh, or Lewis? Who was it? Lewis. Oh yeah. Lewis, Lewis. Lewis made a comment to him. Yeah.
0: I bet he took it well. He's a pretty sharp guy. Yeah,
1: it was good. All so right, what, what we got next. What was after
0: that? Um, the, uh, the Peterson Davis fight. Uh. Not much not much to say about this one um, it was a it was a uh, it was a not really a close decision I don't think it, I, it was a it 28 29 or I don't, I don't remember what it was it was uh it was Davis all the way Davis um, Davis is he seems to have he seems to have it all I mean uh, he had he had a lot of skill um, m- much more than I have. I've ever never really paid attention to him before but um, I'm definitely good at now I mean this guy this guy came came on pretty good let me see his uh record yeah he looked
1: good in the ring it, yeah his head movement Peterson is good Peterson
0: was good but this was a one-sided pretty one-sided fight it's uh, 9 and three yeah yeah he trains with uh, he trains with Alan Belcher and um, You know, so they're down south. I think, I think Alan's out of uh, out of Mississippi, but they travel around down south. But um, now Alan Belcher's gonna have a bunch of good fighters. I mean, he seems to be everywhere. Alan Belcher is a really good entrepreneur. He does, he has his own core. He has his own um, management company, where he like consults other gyms on 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 being successful he is, he's really good at it um, you know a fighter trainer and now now he's uh, he has a gym and now he's training guys like uh Brendan uh, Davis Brendan Davis is gonna go somewhere I mean you can you can tell they have that look and, and just they're just like a step above their opponents um, he's gonna go somewhere but it's it's impressive that to me as impressed I was as I was with him, I'm even more impressed with uh, just how Belcher is just all over the place. Just, he has his hand in so many things, and he's doing them all well. I bet you he's traveling nonstop, on the phone, 24-7, on the computer. He's a busy son of a gun. But that was a, that was a good fight. It was know? pretty good. Yeah. I think
1: Peterson took some pretty hard hits and kept going. Yeah. Um, yeah, they so both... It went to the end. It went to a decision.
0: Yeah, so that was a good one.
1: Yeah, that was a decent fight. The next one was Alves and uh, Melander, six foot three, Melander. I guess he got performance
0: of the night out of that fight. Yeah, um, this was this is the perfect example of um, distance, and Alves could not solve the distance riddle. I gotta say, I, I worked a little with uh, Alves for a few fights, including George St. Pierre and I just don't like his leg-kicking um, choices. I think, I think certain fights, they're just not gonna be effective and, and even worse than not effective, they're gonna be, they're gonna put him in a vulnerable position. Like against St. Against Pierre, it got him taken down, like, I don't know, nine, 10 times or something. And against uh, a Curtis, the courteous, um, it got him hit. Sometimes the leg kick just doesn't work. And, and sometimes you got to know when to throw it, when not to. And sometimes, some fighters, the leg kick is just not going to be effective. And, and I think uh, uh, against uh, this opponent, I think it was counter-effective. And it actually was, was part of the reason that he was getting tagged so much was when you throw a leg kick and you're a shorter opponent, right, you can get tagged. And one of the guys, Pedro Rizzo, or Hizzo, um, he fought one of my guys, uh, Gan McGee. Gan McGee is 611. And Pedro Hizzo wants to throw leg, kick, leg, kick, leg, kick. So I told Pe- I told uh, Gan McGee, we trained for like that whole fight with, with, with his leg was sticking out so he wasn't gonna get kicked as hard and just timing that right hand, Every time Pedro threw his left, uh, right, right leg kick, you never want to trade a leg kick for a straight right hand. You're never gonna win that one. And Gann ended up uh, stopping Pedro with a right hand off of the leg kick. So you can time that leg kick, and and you don't even have to be the taller opponent. There's guys like Mighty Mo would time guys' leg kicks and catch him with an overhand right. You are open for a power shot when you throw a leg kick. Unless you're uh, Barbosa or or Jose Aldo. Those are the only guys that nobody nobody will be able to time their leg kicks. Everybody else in the world, do not throw a leg kick if it means you're going to get hit with a right hand. A leg kick might hurt. A right hand to the chin probably will knock you out. So, bad trade-off. That That's what happened to Alves. But... Um, like you said, which I didn't really notice as much, but now now I, we went back and watched this fight again. Um, Curtis is a very, very respectful guy. He calls himself courteous Curtis for a reason, and, and, and you were right, he could have hurt, and when I say you, I was talking to the doc like this, you're right, um, he could have hurt, he could have hurt Alves more than he did, and he, he is a very courteous guy, And he knocked him down a couple times where he could have taken, you know, hit him. That's not a foul. But he's a courteous guy and a super, super successful guy. But Thiago Alves could not, could not get inside of his reach effectively. And like Mike Tyson always could. And some fighters, Mighty Miles, some fighters are really good at getting inside of taller opponents. Alice just wasn't uh, wasn't able to. Yeah, I think with
1: the taller opponents controlling the distance. If you watch the whole fight, he pretty much was, and it just never let him get in there where he needed to be. That's and when stressful. and when Curtis knocked him down the first time, I think he thought he won. He put his hands up and he kind of celebrated, and then the ref didn't stop it. So then he went back after him. Yeah. And then it happened again in the end of the fight. Um, I think at the KO, he he knocked him down again and didn't follow it in. He kind of the ref was there, but. He knocked him out. I was like, and he said after the fight, I didn't want to hurt him permanently. Which yeah. is just that's a respectful way to fight. These guys are martial artists and they're not just hit seeing a knocked out opponent and hitting him anyway is something you definitely see a lot in the UFC. I hate to see
0: that. You hate to see it and, and I wanna call people on it, but to be perfectly honest, a lot of times the adrenaline takes over and people don't even realize it and they're in that mode. And they're told to do that by you know the, the pre-fight um, meetings in training, uh, all the re- the referee tells you that in the in the pre-fight uh, uh, pre-fight when he comes and talks to all the fighters. Um, but with that said, a lot of people they just it's in a mode. A, most people don't do that intentionally to try to get a cheap shot in. Most people don't. I have seen it done once in a while. And that's the exception more than the rule. Um, I don't like to see it at all. Um, most fighters, you know, wanna f- they want to finish the guy because if they don't, and they don't get that last shot in, and they just back up, and then the guy wakes up and stands back up, and now he knocks you out. So it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. Um, so if you don't do it, you might get knocked out if the guy wakes up and comes to um, but you don't, nobody likes to see it. It's like, I cringe when the guy's like, oh, stop it. Stop it. Well, I, I think courteous deserves his nickname,
1: but yeah, I don't definitely. know who gave it to him. It
0: like, was, he was courteous. <laughs> I, I I think he's more than courteous. I think he's going to be, um, I think he's going to go somewhere. I think he's going to go somewhere far. He looks good. One, yeah. 170.
1: He looked good. That was a good fight. He was. he was. And he got performance of the night. I think he deserved it. I don't think it was a good fight. It was a one-sided fight. Well, he, But he I, was a good. He, yeah.
0: he was good. He showed that he's going to go somewhere. Okay, now this guy. How old is he? Uh, I
1: don't know. He's like 60.
0: Fra- Francisco Tri- <laughs> I don't know. Trinado. I think he's 30,
1: 38 or so. 38, he's like
0: right. 88. Like, he looks so old. But let me just say, he looks so old. But he's fucking good. I mean, this guy—he fought James Vick, who's like on a roll. James Vick is another six foot three guy. Yeah. But he's
1: one way. They're featherweights or something. He's 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 one fifty five. Yeah. Yeah. And what six foot three? Yeah, he's he's a free. How do you weigh that at six foot three?
0: But, Francisco, yeah, was much more six able. Three. Was much more able to. Close the gap and, and 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 to, um. To get his distance, right? Nullify James Vick's Vic's distance. He was able to do that much better than uh, Thiago Alves was against um, against uh, Curtis. Uh, he was able to land some good shots, but James Vic has a great chin. And he has a great sidekick. That sidekick was phenomenal. I think that's how he kept him away. His sidekick was beautiful. That was a beautiful sidekick. I thought it was like one of the main tools in his arsenal. Um, It was a good fight. It was a lot closer um, than than the previous fight. But he was definitely the clear-cut winner. I mean, James Vick had him at just about every... He had him at just about every aspect of the fight... But my thing is, Francisco was able to, um, he was able to um, nullify James Vick's re- reach a few times, which said a lot for him because James Vicks is not only tall and has a long reach, he's fucking good as shit. I mean, James Vick is good. James Vick is going climbing that ladder. I don't know what he's rated right now, but whatever he's rated right now, he's going to be rated uh, probably like, in the top three in no time. So that's what I think about that.
1: So, next fight was Derek Lewis and Tybora. Tybora yeah. is from, was he French fighter? Where is this guy from? Uh, or from Poland. Oh, yeah, he's from Poland. He's from
0: Poland. Okay, so he, that was a good fight. He would have won that fight uh, if he didn't get knocked out in the third round. The third round, right? He was a third. Yeah, he was a third. Yeah, he was winning that fight. He would have won, um, but somehow during a scramble, he got caught, and and uh, not by luck. But he got caught because Derek Lewis is really good and and really tough, and he hits really hard. Uh, Derek Lewis was getting beaten by uh, by superior wrestling and grappling, um, but in the third round. During a scramble, he was able to tag uh, Tabura and knock him out.
1: Tabura had a good game plan. He did not yeah. want to stand up with him. He he wanted yeah. to be on the ground, which yeah. is what he needed to do.
0: And he did get it. But,
1: and he almost did it, uh, yeah. but at the very end of the fight, he got knocked out. Yeah, there was like uh, there was a couple minutes left or something.
0: Yeah, yeah he um, yeah he was he was winning that fight. He was he was he was out grappling. Derek and and, and and he was definitely uh, frustrating him. But then Derek, man, he's fucking hits hard. And during one of the scrambles in the last round, everybody thought, yay, Tabura's on his way to a victory. And then then everything changed, right? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And he had a plan. Then he got punched in the face. The plan didn't quite turn out the way he wanted. It didn't end the way he wanted. It, and, and Derek got a KO. Bang,
1: yeah so and he's and nothing
0: but respect again I mean let's go back through those fights all those fights showed respect all those fights that we're, we were just talking about I mean um Vic and 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 uh, Ternaldo, nothing but respect they showed respect uh, talked about respect they talked respectful to each other Derek Lewis I mean he looks like you know, an angry guy. Nothing but respect. The guy's so respectful. Alves and and, and uh, courteous Curtis. Nothing but respect. These guys showed such respect on this card. Now, we're talking about respect. Let's go to this last card. Well, this last.
1: is another level of, of, of respect. I mean,
0: they were hugging before the fight started. They were actually embracing, like... Love you, bro. We're going to go out there and sh- give the fans a good fight. I
1: saw the weigh-in, and Yancey brought a cowboy hat to Donald at the weigh-in and gave oh. him a present.
0: He gave Because they got they got paniolas back in Hawaii. What's a paniola? A paniola is like a Hawaiian cowboy because there was a lot of cowboys in Hawaii. They uh, they came over and bought beef over there in the 7, 1800s. And actually, at one time, the Parker Ranch was the biggest beef ranch in the country, maybe even the world. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cowboying in, especially on the Big Island, uh, and they call them Paniolas. And uh, so they have Paniola hat, which is a little different than a regular cowboy hat. But um, it was it was it was unbelievable to watch these guys like hug each other. Then beat the shit out of each other. It's like, I mean, you would expect um, hug each other. Maybe they're buddies, so they're gonna like just put on a little show. These guys were trying to kill each other, and then oh sorry, and then after the fight, they're right back to hugging and 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 freaking Donald Cerrone points out his grandma in the audience, and Yancy jumps after being just knocked out. Like, a minute ago, he jumps over the cage, goes over and hugs and kisses Dal uh grandmother. That's a local thing, and, and um, Yancey's very local, Hawaii. Hawaii that's a Hawaii thing? Yeah. Yeah, and so he ran over, and he he hugged Tutu. That's, you know, call him Tutu. And he ran over, he hugged her, and gave her a kiss. And it was so cool, because the announcer said wow that's weird he's jumping over the cage to go kiss his grandma and he's like and then the other announcer was like no that's not his, that's not his grandma that's donald Cerrone's grandma he ran jumped over the cage after being knocked out to hug his opponent's grandmother that's a that's got to be a first <laughs> that's more than a first that's a first and never again that was crazy then they came back i mean right after he got knocked out they're hugging after they got knocked out hug before the fight this might have been my favorite fight of all times it was unbelievable it was a short fight too it was uh
1: well short. it was over right at the end like seconds left of the first round oh my god so that
0: knockout came oh my god. literal like two seconds left oh my, and you can't you can't the referee doesn't know the time and he's not supposed to well if you that knockout
1: though if you watch that back, And Yancey's feet and legs just buckled. He he He
0: like stumbled around the the canvas and then fell down. He was not in a position to fight anymore. And that was unbelievable. So probably my favorite fight. And I put it up on YouTube. I put it up on Facebook, that part, because I loved it so much. They took it down. They threatened to ban me from Facebook. Sorry. They took it off of YouTube, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, John. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuckers <laughs> but anyway so great fight I, that I want to thank Donald Cerrone and Yancey for that unbelievable fight um, and if you guys saw Berkman um, if you guys saw Berkman and uh um, Marone
1: is that a pre- Mor, Mor- Morone. Fight? his name
0: is Marono I'm, I'm finding the picture right now um, the the picture of Morono and uh they, it was a similar thing. Um, Morono, Morono knocked out, uh, Morono knocked him out, right? Oh, you can't see it from up there. Huh? Anyway, Morono knocked him out. And then right away, oh, he choked him out, actually. He dropped him. And then he just got done knocking him out or choking him out. This guy helps him up. And then they like, they hugged. And and talk respectfully to each other after they one guy just knocked the other guy, and then choked him out, and and, uh, and Josh Berkman is such an old time warrior. I was just so happy to see that it was like this fight. This fight card was my favorite fight card of all times. Now, if I if I take the Josh Berkman uh, fight in consideration with Alex Morono, who's a badass by the way. And then all the other fights, just the respect. I didn't even see all the prelims yet. I'm going to go back and watch the prelims. I bet all of them had uh, respect, mad respect, too. I think all the Texans won, too, in the prelims. This was unbelievable. I, 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 this was my favorite card ever. It was the Bushido card. I'm always going to remember it as the Bushido card. And I want to thank Yancey. I want to thank uh, uh, Cowboy Cerrone. I want to thank Josh. I want to thank Alex. I want to thank Courteous Curtis. I want to thank all you guys for showing the world how respectful martial artists are. And you guys you guys rocked. I, I was I was so impressed with that.
1: So, this is boom. a big contrast too to like a couple months ago when we were talking about all the nonsense yeah, and yeah. You were talking all and the bullshit. It's really I don't like it and I think some people like it, but I don't like that stuff. I don't think it's great for the sport. I think seeing these athletes compete as athletes and then respect each other—it's so much better. Yeah,
0: and you know who changed a lot of it? I mean, to be honest, like there was like a line, Rose.
1: Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah,
0: Rose. You know, Rose when she beat uh, Joanna, and she didn't she didn't say a word before the fight. All the pre-hype, Joanna was yapping. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Joanna, but Rose was just quiet. And then after the fight, she just said, "With all the hate going on, all the talking, wh- I don't want to talk. I just want to perform. I want to fight. And I want to love. You know, it's just it was so good the way she said it. She's one of my favorite fighters now because of that. I hope she wins every fight she fights in from now on. Texas, this this fight was these fights were in Texas. Unbelievable,
1: great state. There again, like I was saying about the Australian fans are good. There, Texas was the same way. Great fans." Texas um they were really cheering for all their fighters there and
0: uh if I didn't have family here I'd probably move either to Arizona or Texas
1: yeah they'd have you in both
0: I would take it I would take <laughs> it but I got family here my family's not going anywhere so guess what I'm not either but anyway so what else are we going to talk about we're going to talk about a couple more things one thing this is off topic a little but I don't mind being off topic a little um um, threats. For all you guys watching out there, you got to remember something. If somebody makes a, a verbal threat on you, you need to take it seriously. Whether they're close enough to do it, where you need to respond immediately, because they just said they're, the biggest predictor of physical violence is a threat of physical violence. That's the biggest predictor. In other words, they call it assault and battery for a reason. Because assault and battery are different, right? Battery means hitting. Assault means saying I'm going to hit you. And they usually just put it together now because most people say they're going to hit them, then hit them. Say they're going to school shooting, they're going to do a school shooting, then go do a school shooting. Say they're going to, you know, kick their butt, then kick their butt. So you have to take verbal threats seriously. And if that means they, they do it on the phone, call the cops. Make a report. Make sure they file a report. Okay. If they do it standing next to you and and they're capable of doing it, respond appropriately. Take verbal threats seriously, people. There's too many people that, I'm going to kick your ass, and they just stand there and go, whatever. Next thing you know, the guy's on the ground in a coma. Guess what? The guy just said he was going to kick your ass. Then he did. So if somebody's going to says they're going to kick your ass, you know what you got to do? Kick their ass. That's all. That's what I got to say. If they're in your face. If they're in your <laughs> face. yeah, you gotta, Don't you gotta, go over to their gotta, house. You got to add that, John. Yeah, you don't go to their <laughs> house. Like if somebody says on the phone, I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to come over and kick your ass. Don't get your gun and drive over there and shoot them. But do get your gun and then call the cops because they said they're going to come over. Assume that they are. All right. Assume that they are.
1: What do you do though when you've already reported it to the FBI, and then the kid's still in school or whatever? You know, that's that's the scary thing with what's happened recently. Yeah, is it's, that it's, law
0: enforcement knew about it? It's scary because they, they want to make all these new laws, like all these new you know laws about guns, but they're already in the books. Start, start, you know, start backing them up. You know what I mean? Start, you know, start whatever arresting when you should so i mean there's already they're already there nothing's changed since you know 15 years ago but it's just you know a lot of times that they're not enforced so there's so many laws out there now but a lot of times they're not enforced so i think enforcing those laws instead of putting new ones in place is much more important so anyway, we're not a political station, though. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. It's a non, that's a non-political issue, though.
0: Yeah, getting shot is the, that that goes beyond <laughs> politics, guys. It's what happens after. Like some political people, as soon as somebody gets shot or seventeen people get shot, instead of saying, God, ah, we gotta fix this," they go, "You did, it, you did!" It, rah, 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 instead of like, "Oh shit, we gotta change it." and be realistic. Well, I think everyone can agree that no one wants that to happen. Never again. Yeah. No. So, so. there's all kind of ways we could fix that. But we're not going to. We can't change the world right now. But anyway. Um, anything else? Anything no, else? No, i think. No. Always, always, I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at the... Like I'm talking to the screen, but the camera's there. That's how... That's how smart I am. Like, the camera's there, and I want to talk to the camera, but I'm, like, talking to the screen. You're talking to a little copy of yourself. Wow. That's... Is that, like, completely stupid? Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. If anybody threatens you, take it seriously, please. It could save your life. Thanks for coming, guys. you